Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the Wayfarer Podcast. I'm Tom Bandwell. So glad you joined me again today on our chapter day journey, which brings us to 2 Kings chapter 4, and it was verse 43, the second half, 43b, that resonated with me this morning. Elisha says, for this is what the Lord says, they will eat and have some leftover. Today's podcast is entitled, The God of Leftovers. What's for dinner? It's one of the eternal daily questions of life, isn't it? There's not a single season of my entire life journey that did not include a daily version of wondering what was going to be on the table for the evening meal. As a child, it was a matter of what mom had planned. As a college student, it was a matter of what was on the cafeteria menu. As a parent, it became a question of providing and sometimes cooking what was going to be on the table for the family. As empty nesters, Wendy and I now ask the question of what we want for just the two of us. Now, Wendy's a planner, so she often prompts a semi-monthly conversation to scope out a two-week dinner plan. Nevertheless, the question still comes up daily. (laughs) Well, what was on the plan for dinner tonight? Leftovers are often on the meal plan. In fact, Wendy and I often make recipes designed for a large group or family, and then we just simply divide and freeze the leftovers, which become easy to warm up and serve in a moment. Leftovers. Ever thought about leftovers? What a blessing. What abundance to have so much that there's plenty left over. Today's chapter continues the adventures of the prophet Elisha, and it's a sort of miraculous mystery tour, if you will. Today's chapter contains four episodes in which Elisha is an instrument of the miraculous. And in each episode, the miracle is that of provision. First, there's a widow who can't pay her debts, and her creditor is coming to take her two sons as slaves in repayment of the debt. That was very common back in that day. Well, Elisha's instructions miraculously provide enough olive oil to pay off the debt, and there is enough left over to sustain her and her sons. Next, there's a childless young foreign wife of an old man, and she's facing the threat of poverty and destitution in that ancient culture. Children, particularly sons, were the only form of social security for widows, and she had none. Elisha prophesies that she will have a son, and then later when the boy dies, God uses Elisha to raise the boy from the dead. Next, there's a famine in the land. No one has enough food, and Elisha hosts the company of prophets. And when a servant mistakenly poisons the stew, Elisha miraculously makes the stew edible so that everyone could eat and so that none would go to waste. A visitor brings Elisha 20 loaves of bread, and in a foreshadowing of Jesus' miracle of the loaves and fish, Elisha tells him to pass them out among the hundred men or so gathered with him. As with Jesus' miracle 
there was enough bread for everyone to eat, and there were still, guess what, leftovers. In each episode, there was something lacking that threatened an individual or individuals. A widow, a foreign woman who was barren, the company of the prophets threatened by starvation amidst a famine. In each case, there was not just provision, but abundance. There were leftovers. Now, I have to confess to you this morning that I have always struggled (laughs) with the scarcity mentality. I fear there will not be enough. I doubt things will work out. I assume that I will suffer loss rather than abundance. And in the quiet this morning, I was reminded of a quote from Julia Cameron in The Artist's Way. She said, quote, Thinking like this is grounded in the idea that God is a stern parent with very rigid ideas about what's appropriate for us, and you better believe we won't like them. This stunted God concept needs alteration, end quote. And then, in my spirit, I realized that Jesus agrees with her. He said, quote, which of you, if your child asks for bread, are you going to give them a rock? Or if they ask you for a fish, will you give them a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? End quote. You see, the alteration that needs to happen is not with God, but with me. As Cameron continues to observe, quote, remember, you're the cheapskate, not God, end quote. And man, do I need that reminder. I wrote in my morning pages this morning, my heart's cry to my Heavenly Father, Jesus' Heavenly Father, who knows how to give good gifts. And I proclaimed in those morning pages my trust in my Heavenly Father, who not only provides for his children, he's the God of leftovers. I hope you experience an abundance of blessing today, my friend. Have a good one. Lord willing, we'll be back here tomorrow.